What's going on, guys? My name is David Gibbs. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcast resource dedicated to telling stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. Before we get any further into today's episode, I would like you to go over to iTunes or wherever you get this podcast and leave us a rating and review. It helps the show to grow up on the charts as well as continue to tell the SID story. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Infocast and sign up for our newsletter at sidcast.fireside.fm slash newsletter. Now, let's get into today's conversation. Hey guys, I wanted to make a quick intro for today's episode. David is going on vacation here very shortly, so by the time you ever hear this episode, I will probably be uh, up in Michigan having some fun and relaxing like David needs. So, uh, glad that the episode is out. We'll promote it like normal, but if I don't reply right away or do anything like that, uh, that is why. So... Um, yeah, I wanted to introduce Jay really quick. He was actually on back at episode 65 or episode 159. Now he's almost a hundred episodes after his original one. So I'm going to link that in the show notes. That way you can go back and listen a little bit more in depth on his, uh, on his, uh, his background and everything. But if you aren't already signed up for our uh, newsletter, you can do that going to SIDCAST dot substack s-u-b-s-t-a-c-k dot com and uh, just type in your email address you'll be subscribed it's absolutely 100% free and you will get our newsletter straight to your inbox never miss an episode ever again um yeah outside of that we will talk a little bit with jay about uh preparing for the fall i know this is going to be a really weird time for a lot of people how are we going there's no blueprint for for what we're doing uh as as preparing for uh the, the pandemic and the return of fall sports possibly. I will not, I mean, there are some places that have already called it on, on called it quits on that. Then there are some places that are going to go ahead and, and run with it. Uh, so yeah, we, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll also talk about the uh, importance of uh, having some sort of mental escape, maybe like a hobby or like an activity that you do and uh, a little bit of fun about the movie theaters going on in the area. So without further ado, let's get started with episode 159 of SID cast and a round two with Jay Stancil of the Union of Kentucky Bulldogs. And uh, we'll start off right here on SID cast. Uh, pretty much a lot of <laughs> normal. Uh, I mean, normal SID life stuff, you know, I, uh-huh. I wrapped up my time on the Casada board. That was a wonderful experience. Uh, three year experience. Uh, we just, uh, uh, I mean, there's just something, it's just amazing to be a part of that group and to work with some of the top leaders in our industry, trying to help, uh, uh, shape and move our profession forward. Uh, uh, see. In addition to that, of course, I'm still SID at Union College in Kentucky and for the Appalachian Athletic Conference. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I recently was uh, named the Assistant Commissioner for Championships and Information for the conference. So uh, kind of en- enveloped everything that I do for the conference. I kind of oversee all the sports information stuff, but also 
making sure things run correctly for all our championship events. Um, and then, let's see, and I guess what else? Back-to-back uh, -back winners of our conference SID of the Year award, but no big whoop. No big whoop, huh? <laughs> okay. I, well, I, you know, we, we you ask what's going on, that's what's happened. Uh, uh -huh. It didn't work, but uh, I don't know. I'm like other SIDs, not – it's uh, to brag on oneself is uh and receiving awards is not something i'd like to do but it is what it is my uh my i let usually let my wife do that so <laughs> i heard i heard a, a an interview today that i was listening while i was working out um it, it had a lot and i'm i fall in the same thing to where um my fiance or my family kind of like tell me tell me to slow down look around and like see all the things that you've done basically you know because mm -hmm. i mean how we're this baby's almost four years old I, i'm moving here soon uh i've got a small business that has taken off a little bit so um but i'm always the guy that like wants to be like okay yeah but i haven't done x y and z and what i figured out is that that takes a lot of energy out of you to to focus on things that aren't happening right exactly yeah yeah I know uh, it was like a few weeks ago. Uh, I I placed third in NEI side a writing contest, and I just posted a brief release about it, just primarily because well we need stuff to post on our website uh, to uh, help us make our department look good. I mean, and that was my primary thing. Just that hey, look what we're doing. Not not necessarily for me. And then my wife goes, "Why didn't you tell me about this?" I go like. Well, it was just third place. Well, it was the big deal. So it was like, it's still a national award. You place third nationally. It's like, eh. Yeah, not everybody does that. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah. Uh, tell us about a little bit about how you plan on, uh, I mean, I guess it'd be about the same for you, but like, how are you going to plan on balancing this uh, Appalachian Athletic Conference stuff with some of the stuff you do now? Well, uh, it really helps first of all that uh unions in the conference otherwise it'd be crazy to try to do a conference job and a school job uh but uh balancing it it just i don't know it's with union like i said union playing in in that league and and competing in that league it really helps i don't know it, me and to try to promote both sides yeah and that well we got this coming up and going on so this is what's going on with union too so it's the trick is knowing which time i need to put on which hat uh trying to am i is this the the conference office talking or is this the union office talking and stuff or how do we need to uh, approach and promote this i I don't know. It's uh, I feel like I've done a pretty good job, and I mean, because I've been conference SID both doing both jobs for ten years now, and I feel like I've done a pretty good job of not letting my union side bleed out on when I'm representing the conference or doing conference work. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to toe that line but it's really just a matter of just saying like any other test just when you just are doing one job is just 
seeing what you have in front of you and and listing the priorities and tackling uh, each of those one at a time. Yeah, I figured they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't promote you into that level if uh, you couldn't toe that line. You know what I mean? So yeah. like you're you're already on the right side. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I, I guess my next question is kind of almost along the same line, but like the NAI um, has got a new calendar for this upcoming fall. I mean, this is obviously different for everybody. You're starting in the middle of September as opposed to, as opposed to August. So um, uh, I guess I'm going to start asking AI SIDs, but uh, what, um, what does this mean for you? I mean, like, is it more time to prepare? Is it more time to get some projects done? I mean, what, what, what's this time going to look like for you before you start September 12th? Well, let's, uh, Time to prepare, and actually September 12th is only football. Everything else yeah. can start September 5th. So like volleyball um, and soccer and cross country, all the other fall sports can start then. And September 12th is football. Football, okay. Yes. Uh, why the difference, I don't know. But that was that was a decision made by the NAICOP. So uh, – in between that, it's going to be a little bit of both. I'm still going to be uh, working on projects that have been uh, that have been put off for whatever that I've continued to work on, um, and then, but also preparing because it's it's a it's a different ball game now, especially with the abbreviated seasons. Um, I mean. Women's soccer is going to be real easy for our schedule. You're only allowed to play 14 matches in the regular season. We have 15 conference schools. Guess what? You got your schedule. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, but that and that and also trying to get ready for uh, what's it going to be like preparing to what it's going to be like actually working these events now uh, with. Uh, and that's, I mean, as we know, is an ever-changing thing because uh, there's, I mean, we don't, I mean, know exactly each, it seems like every time we take a step forward, taking a step or two back, or we'll take three steps up, two steps back, uh, and trying to figure out how exactly uh, everything's going to take place this fall. Uh, so we are, I'm looking at how am I going to do stats, like you say, volleyball stats. Uh, uh, probably going to have to likely get some headsets to, to wear, and that way we can stay a little social distance, depending on what the guidelines and rules are. But I may want to do that anyway. Uh, how, I mean, especially at small schools now, is it, my question I keep raising up is, is there any point anymore to, for the visiting SID to travel? Because, and, and would it be wise now? I mean, because our football, for, for example, our football press box is rather small. I mean, mm -hmm. it, I mean, and typically we, uh, we have one side, which has a table about a spot for what typically normal four people. But now in our new social right. distancing, maybe two, and then we've got in the middle of our our the game not people, you know, people running the clock, the PA, 
uh, you know, right there. And then on the other side was uh, my staff with myself and my spotter and then our broadcaster and his collar person. So with this, or was it just going to be all of us, just my, our, the union crew up there with, to take up? Because if we're broadcasting and we're doing the stats, what's, I mean, and we can supply photos, what's the purpose of the visitor to come? Just out of safety and, uh, I mean, and just trying to keep everyone protected and, and well. So yeah. I, those are the things that I'm truly trying to work are among the things I'm looking at and trying to uh, square away because I, I, I'm really stressing with our, as a conference SID to our league SIDs uh, to do all you can to make sure that you can broadcast your events. Now, some schools have struggled with that because of, uh, especially outdoor events, depending on their, if they're having to use a city field or if they're having, or if they even have, good internet connectivity out there so uh but i would really this is a time we really if we are able to play athletics this is a time we really need to have some kind of good broadcast or a decent uh, some kind of a broadcast yeah Just, it's yeah. kind of it's going to be a because the, the thing is there's not there's not like any blue blueprint for this you know yeah so like we're kind of like going off of each other I like your headset idea. We did that when, I mean, obviously this was a couple of years ago, but like when we were at the uh, NCAA Elite Eight uh, mm-hmm. for Division Two in Evansville, we had a headset on me and me and the other guy. Um, that was a hell of a lot easier than just trying to scream over each other in a huge arena. But even then, like we're, we're almost like making our own policies at the moment of, of things we think will work. And even kind of what we talked about off air a little bit, somebody along the line, down in the future is going to look at what we did now and, and kind of scoff a little bit, but you can't blame us because we don't exactly know what to do in this situation. I mean, we do, but um, I don't know. I, I think you're going to, I, I don't know if it's going to be like an individual, like university by university basis or if something bigger is going to have to step in and say like, Hey, you have to have, these are the people that are essential to your press box. These are the people that are not. Um, and like you said, the emphasis, emphasis is, I don't even know what the, the plural of that is. Um, this fall are going to be shifted a completely different way. Like you said, with, with live streaming. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I feel like it should come not, these guidelines should not come from the school level. It should come from a little, higher up just so that it has teeth and merit but if it comes down to it we may just have to say well this is all we can do at our school there mm-hmm. and this is what we will provide we will do make every effort to make sure all these are provided for you uh but so like i said so there's no need to a send a uh uh a, your SID does not have to travel. Uh, if mm-hmm. you send your radio crew, they will not be in our press box because we cannot house them in our head due to, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you can, if you can take the feed from our live broadcast, do that. But um, 
feel free to do that. But I mean, because I think the live streams are really going to be big, especially depending on if any fans are going to be allowed in the stands. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. My family brought up a good point. They were like, how are people, even if like we allow fans in the stands, how are you going to do it? I mean, because there are some, some restaurants and stuff around here. I'm very fortunate right now in my hometown in Indiana to where um, we don't have any major highway. We really don't have squat around here. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were sort of spared uh, with the whole COVID thing. But I think Indianapolis is the one that is kind of weighing the rest of the state down. But uh, even if you, if there are some places around here to where, Lowe's had it to where only one person per household could come in. So if you were like coming in in a group, they would turn you, they would turn you around and make you leave. And then there are some places around here that um, they're like, please stay with your group. So like when, even when you admit people into the, into the stadium, are you going to make them sit every other seat, even if they're coming from the same household, or are you going to let them stay in their group and make them stay around? It's, a lot of moving pieces that we just don't know about, it seems. Exactly. I know that's like, well, our local movie theater has been open, but I've been hesitant to even go because I'm just like, what's the seating arrangements? How how exactly are you doing it? I mean, because mm-hmm. that's two hours sitting in that room with everybody else. So how many, I don't know, did they take seats out? Did they, are they exiting them up? Uh, so, um and yeah, that's a valid point about trying to seat people in the stands. Uh, how do you, uh, how do you set that up? How do you monitor that? Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a challenge for everyone. What was really funny, I saw on Facebook. My our theater isn't opening until uh, middle of July. So, quite frankly, I love movies. So Same. I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to figure everything out about the theater to be like, can David go? <laughs> uh, it was really funny. Cause on Facebook, they, uh, they posted a picture of the outside of our theater and it's a really like rundown. Like it, it looks horrible. All right. It looks gross on the outside. They took pictures on the inside. And when you started like, looking at these theater pictures on the inside, they had like steps, they had like luxury seats. I'm like, these people literally took pictures of another theater <laughs> and put them and said like, Hey, we're cleaning, we're renovating. I'm like, that's not, that's not our theater at all. They tried to pull a fast one over us. That's funny. Well, our theater, which is at the cinemas rather new, newer in the area. It's been around for a few years, but it's rather newer. They put in new seats down, mm-hmm. down low recliner seats. And, uh, those are actually pretty sweet. So, but, but then all this, uh, this pandemic hit. So who knows if who about trying to get in there now and how they're exactly going to set it up. What's kind of funny though, about the movies is the week before everything got shut down, my daughter, uh, she's a, she's a sophomore in high school. She won some kind of attendance award. So she, her prize was four free movie passes. She and my, my, my wife, they went one night and then everything got shot down. And so, yeah, and those are supposedly expired today. And we're just like, but 
it was closed for over three months. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of funny. Like, yeah. Congratulations, you won these. Oh, can't use them. Yeah. <laughs> like winning expired. You basically won an expired coupon as a as an award. Yes. Yeah, that's funny. Um, let's go back for those that don't know, because we've had pretty much a, a whole complete audience since the last time you were on. Mm-hmm. Um, you started out as a newspaper reporter in southeastern Kentucky before moving to SID work. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, can you briefly kind of go over that and how did that obviously transition pretty well from being a newspaper reporter to being an SID? Well, the tr- transition at the time was, was fairly seamless because mm-hmm. at, because I, back then when I did it, I'm aging myself, but uh, that's the internet and social media weren't really a thing. The internet worldwide web was just new. I think Union at that time might have had a website for maybe one year when I got there. And the only way to update it was using HTML code. So it didn't get updated very much because for those who've used HTML code, you know you get one little thing in the wrong spot. It messes up the entire page, the entire look. Uh, So... uh, but honestly, I'm grateful I had to learn that way because it helps. It's helped me uh, learn some tricks and trade, even mm-hmm. as as websites have progressed. Um, but then, but yeah, I was I worked five years in newspaper, and it really helped me. I mean, it was a really easy transition going from that to. Uh, sports information work at the time because pretty much the jobs were very similar in that pretty much you took pictures at events, you kept stat. I mean, as a newspaper, because I was primarily covering high school, I kept my own stats because uh, couldn't really get them from, from the schools at that time. Um, and then, uh, and writing stories. That was pretty much the, the life of a, of an SID at that time. That's pretty much what you did. And, you, but it was for me, it was actually easier going to be coming an SID because I only had to worry about one school. I didn't mm-hmm. have, and I didn't have to worry about trying to, uh, uh, cover. I mean, in the area I was covering, we have at the time, I think maybe 10 high schools mm-hmm. and trying to cover the 10 high schools. And then when they weren't playing or whatever, if you could get the middle schools. Oh, and in the summer, every little youth league that's going on. Um, but when it came to being SID, it was pretty seamless. And uh, it's during my time as an SID, that's when everything's kind of grown and blown up to what it is now. I mean, mm-hmm. you we had to fax everything we had to fax the box score and then fax fax the release to the media and that was that was a whole two-hour process uh afterwards uh it it got pretty nice there for a little while before we my wife and i started having having kids during basketball season she would come to games and afterwards she would be back faxing the box scores while i would uh write the release and then so that way we could just cut down on some of that time uh but now we email the stories, we post them, and of course everything is a whole lot 
faster now, for better or mm-hmm. for worse, whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> I I was sitting here thinking because um, back when I was applying for jobs, maybe back in like May June, and uh, I would tell my fiance about like she go, how did the how did the talk go? How did the email go? You know, whatever. Um, and I would say like, well, he asked for my my writing samples, he asked for my graphic design stuff, he asked for some of my video work, and then I was like, there's no easy way of like packaging all that up you know there also needs to there there basically needs to be like a database and this might be david's idea usually when i say ideas out loud somebody takes it there needs to be like a database of everybody's stuff that way you can just easily access it like that for sids maybe um but as i was sitting there thinking as you were talking what other profession really evolves like this i mean other than maybe like a doctor to where you have to learn new medicine or maybe in the technology space, but I really don't know anything else that is that ever changes like this to where you get piled. Well, not really piled on more work, but like evolved like this over time. Yeah, I know it was, I don't, I would say pretty much anything in the communications field. That's about, yeah. that's about the only thing just because of how technology's changed. But, and of course, it's easy for me to say that since that's where I've spent my life. I'm sure there are a couple of other fields that have had to evolve like this. But uh, I remember a few years ago, it's probably been about uh, 12, I don't know, 12, 15 or whatever. Uh, we had a discussion at Cosada needing to update the, trying to update the logo or something, or maybe even changing, changing the name or whatever to fit more of what we do. And, because uh, at the time, the Cosada logo involved like this kind of uh, just a laptop or uh, whatnot on our computer screen. It was actually looked more like a desktop computer than laptop. Uh-huh. Because at the time when it was created, that's pretty much what we had. And and then come to find out the logo before that was a typewriter. So that's just shows. I mean... Uh, I mean, and if you really want, I mean, I sound like a dinosaur talking about, hey, yeah, we had to fax, do fax and do all this. And I remember when, uh, we, on the Cosada Academic All-America ballot and stuff, that was all mailed out. I couldn't imagine having to type all that up, being one of the coordinators to type all that up and, and mail it out to everybody. And then hopefully everybody would vote and get it in. Um, but I and talking to Bud Ford, longtime SID at University of Tennessee. He was just like, "Yep, we when he started, he had to call and pretty much dictate all the stats to the newspaper. So you could go to each one, call each one, and say and pretty much dictate the box score and then the story. And I just so yeah, our profession has evolved a lot, and it seemed to be almost on a uh, last decade or so at warp speed uh, mm-hmm. with, with the birth and the evolution of social media and, and, and just, and the smartphone and everybody wanting everything yesterday. Uh, it's just, it's, it's the nature of the beast, but it's just trying to figure out, 
how best to utilize all that and and uh, better reach your audience. It's just um, and it's, it's still a trick that's uh, and it, the answer is different for everybody. And uh, and it's just amazing how it's evolved. I mean, it's like we took the S sports information profession and then because of all the social media stuff marketing gets get, marketing got kind of mixed in with it mm. because you do that well and uh, fortunately some institutions are able to have a, a separate marketing department or marketing person uh, unfortunately at most smaller schools smaller shops that's not the case but uh that's something we try to work on and try to improve in our profession i i I had the idea maybe a couple months ago to to make a t-shirt to make the banner of the show maybe a a few icons that best resemble sids and i the more and more i thought about the more and more i couldn't figure out like what it is that was be able to represent it i think even when um, I first started out uh, in this field, I had no idea what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, even when I was trying to figure out exactly what this was, it was still difficult to kind of like narrow down just one thing or the other. I mean, like obviously you have things you enjoy and things you don't enjoy. Like if you're a creative person and don't like stats or you don't, you're not a good writer or you are a good writer. Um, what do you think the best way, I guess, is to represent or maybe even advocate for the profession um, to the outside world, to maybe even student athletes or even students on campus that have no idea what, what this job is. Big question. I know. That's a big question. Cause I mean, I mean, part of me just wants to like, uh, I mean, cause it's all kind of all these, different jobs and roles are also intertwined and together. I mean, yes, we see at, especially the larger D ones where they have like a separate graphics design department just for the football team or mm-hmm. for the basketball team. Some schools do that in a way that's kind of part of sports communications. They, and all they, it's, they're still telling the story, but they're just focused in on this one, one team, one specific team. Uh, but uh, pretty much, um, as I've talked to uh, people who are wanting to get into per, into the profession or getting into it, and all, uh, I. Tell them that there's a whole vast variety of avenues that they could take, depending on what their strong suit is and what they love and enjoy to do. Um, I mean, I I don't know how, but but of course, this is me coming from a being always been at a small school, but I think Mm -hmm. it is possible to work in the community in the sports communications field and never have to stat a game. Some places. Yeah. You could do some places. Yeah. You could probably do that and never stat a game. Uh, I don't advocate for that because I think it's, it is important that it, whatever 
sport you're covering, you need to know everything about it. But mm -hmm. that's just so that you can put the best foot forward. But it, it's possible to do that. I mean, and there's some places where you could, I mean, statting and could be the only thing you do. Uh, just depending on where you go. Um, I like, um, I like to hire young people in the profession as for my assistants or GAs just so that they can get a taste of a little bit of everything because they're going to get a taste of everything. We do everything within our office. We do graphic design, we do stats, we do video and and the writing and everything so that they can find what they want and what they enjoy. And then from there we can go, okay, now where would you like to go? Mm -hmm. uh, what's your next step? What would you, where do you, where do you want to end up? And, and been fortunate and blessed to be able to help others to do that and to go end up where they want to be. Uh, uh, sometimes they have to take a little bit of a longer route. Some can go straight to there, but uh, I've had one assistant uh, before he came to me, he was a GA at, I had worked at a couple of D1 offices and I was the first D1 office he had never worked at. And he found that he goes like, I don't ever want to go back up there. I'm staying small school rest of my life. And I've had a couple others who have worked for me. They were like, while we like this, we want to experience the other side and they've gone D1. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, you can do either. It's just a matter of, like I said, I like to, I mean, show them that there's this whole buffet of options and things you can do in our profession and when you find your niche and what you love, there's a whole uh, uh, variety of different places that you could end up and it could take you. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. there's, there's not really a one fit, one size fits all in our profession. Yeah. 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 I know you're going with that. I, even as you were talking, like I, I've known people who have, I, I mean, obviously we have, we've had a past guest on here twice. Uh, Mark Majewski was an SID the first time we talked to him and then he went to graphic design. Now he's back up at TD garden yeah. um, in Boston. So it's a great, that's a great example. I mean, there's just, there's not one set thing that you can do. And it's almost like kind of not really like a, I mean, it's a hell of a start, but like kind of like a starter into college athletics if you think mm -hmm. about it a little bit it's like that it's for some places um i want to talk one more thing before we got to move on to some fun questions here i mean we, we got some copacita fitness challenge stuff man you are all over the place what what is going on what's your plan or i mean obviously there are no races going on but uh how's all that going for you it's going pretty well i'm i'm really enjoyed this copacita fit challenge jeremy rosenstiel has done a and the and the goodwill uh, and wellness committee have done a great job in putting this together. Uh, it's, and doing the team aspect has been perfect, especially for this year, since, uh, 
uh, well, all our spring sports got canceled and it, yeah. it allowed us to do some, some more, um, uh, and, and do something. Um, myself, I've, I'm, uh, me personally, I've been getting out and running or going for a walk about every day. I've, I, I need to, uh, for my mental health and wellness just to, otherwise I, I, it, it just makes me feel better. Uh, mm-hmm. it helps me clear my mind, helps me, uh, uh, just, I don't know, just helps get some clarity. Yeah. I know. Clarity floods the, uh, better energy out or whatnot. And, um, uh, I just feel better. I yeah, usually more than likely I do that first thing in the morning. Uh, shoot this past month I've averaged running five miles a day, just about just a little hair under it. And then, uh, my, uh, in addition, I also go walking. That's just running and I'm walking and I get, I've gotten about 50 or 60 miles in just walking, going with, uh, uh, walking around town with my wife and, uh, just again, just, it's a great stress reliever. Uh, but, uh, really for myself, I've just focused on, uh, my health and just getting better. Uh, the, I guess the best thing for COVID out of this COVID is that I've been able to drop 20, 25 pounds during this time. Just, yeah. Which in all honesty, I was really concerned about because I'm normally when I work from home, uh, I'm, my office is in the kitchen and I tend to snack a lot. So, uh, I really fought that urge and got into a good routine and a good habit, uh, and on and been able to drop, uh, a bunch of weight, uh, getting healthy. And I'm just, I'm kind of running and training like I'm going to run a race, mm-hmm. but I have none really set or picked out because at this time, who knows if they're going to happen. Uh, so, uh, and even if they do happen, I'm not sure I really want to run in a mass crowd of people. So, um, uh, I'm just pretty much looking at just trying to stay fit, get fit, and uh, try to just ultimately just better myself and just become healthier and stronger so I can, uh, uh, I don't know, see sports again. <laughs> fair. It's a fair thing to do. Um, what is, what is it like kind of because a lot of people don't do things that they enjoy, if that makes sense, like go for runs and stuff or maybe even like for me, I work on I talked I know I talked about this a lot on the show, guys, but you're going to suck it up. I work on football helmets like the little mm-hmm. mini one that I post on social media sometimes like that makes me happy. How important is it, do you think, finding something that does make you happy to give you a little bit of muse and to allowing yourself to do that? Because I know that there are some people out there that won't do it because they feel like maybe that they feel like that they don't deserve to do it with the work that they've done that day. I don't know. But like, what, what do you think the best way is going about that? I'm a firm believer that and that you need to 
do something for yourself, period. Uh, I, I won't lie. I am kind of a people pleaser. I do like mm-hmm. to try to make sure everybody else's needs are taken care of. Uh, I, I sometimes, <laughs> kind of a good example of that was last night. Uh, uh, my wife came home and stuff and uh, because she works at a nursing home and had to, and they've got COVID cases, she has to go and immediately uh, take off clothes and throw it in the washer and stuff and whatnot, and then head straight to the shower. So while she's doing that, I, I, I don't know. I, it was a long day and it was and stuff. And she came home and then pretty much after I got her, she got dinner. I told her, I says, well, I'm pretty much ready to walk the dog and then just kind of go to bed. Cause it was a day yesterday was just a long, stressful day work wise. Mm-hmm. And, and for her and for her. And she was like, okay. But then I ended up doing lo- two loads of laundry last night and folding and putting one. She was like, I thought you were walking the dog and going to bed. She was like, well, this needs to be done. Um, and while that's all well and good, sometimes that can, I mean, she's just like, come on, just relax. And so sometimes you've got to just stop and do something for yourself and relax. Um, I mean, like I said, normally I like to get up early in the morning and run. And that's normally my thing. Uh, this past weekend, let's see, I think. Yeah, it was Saturday. I made the, I I decided to sleep in and I stayed in bed till after 10, which is like unheard of, uh, mm-hmm. but, and made the painful decision that I'd run later in the day. Boy, did I regret that and that heat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, but sometimes you just have to stop and take that. I mean, I don't, outside of running, and doing exercise, I, other than, I don't know, I like, I don't really have, other than watching sports, I don't have kind of hobbies other than just watching stupid comedies on TV or finding something, uh, watching, I mean, just the uh, silly, uh, yeah, comedic, stupid humor. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, just shows, and I just like that, I mean, of course, I annoy the heck out of my daughter by watching, continually watching The Office. But I mean, can't get much better TV than that all the time. Right. So. But it, again, you've got to find something that will that you can sometimes just tune your mind, turn your mind off from the world, and just forget for a little while and to escape because. Uh, if you keep uh, keep uh, dwelling in those thoughts and stuff, and especially with all that's going on right now, uh, it can send you into a very dark space. Mm-hmm. And I mean, shoot, um, I've even shoot, I've even had to take times just like, okay, I'm not opening up any kind of social media. Maybe just opening up. Instagram because that's about the only one that's uh, seems to be uh, semi safe. Semi safe. Yeah. I mean, there are some people posting some uh, COVID or political stuff on there, but uh, they're easier to skip. 
Uh, but I will say I have enjoyed. I have watched God on TikTok, and that you don't want to talk about mindlessly wasting time. There you go. I've never. Yeah. I've not posted a TikTok. I don't ever plan to post a TikTok. But man, that's just nothing like. Oh, this is stupid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, ninety nine percent of it is pretty dumb. We do find my fiance and I do find the funny things, and we send it back and forth to each other. That's like our thing that we do, mm-hmm. uh, just to find that, just to find the funny stuff, whether it be with dogs or anything like that. Um, one last little bit, I'll say, kind of going off of, of the whole time here, um, before I have to move on to fun questions and get on the road here. Right. Uh, I did lose fifteen pounds in Good a bad job. way. Well, Ooh. in a bad way uh, when I was here in uh, quarantine. Uh, couldn't work out, couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. It was just not kind of, and I knew that would happen. I knew it would happen. And that's what pisses me off is that like, I knew it was coming that I was going to go through this little stint and it still happened anyway. But like, kind of like what I said, maybe even the last uh, intro, I know a lot of people are feeling that way now. It's almost like you needed a vacation from your quarantine mm-hmm. for some people, for me, for me, especially too. Um, but uh it doesn't last forever. And that's the best part of it. As long as you follow regulations and just be safe, find a hobby. Again, it'll, t- it might take you a minute to find a hobby. Uh, watch some good TV. If you want to play video games, don't play it all night, but just play a little bit, maybe an hour or two and, mm-hmm. and just let yourself enjoy. It. And that's, what's helped a lot over these past couple of weeks for me. So Def- definitely agree. I got to, I, actually downloaded a game or two on my phone just to mm-hmm. do something mindless or whatnot but yeah you need a vacation or a get away from your quarantine uh, uh i know my daughter and i we've we've gone on a couple of hikes and we're probably going to go on a couple more uh just because we 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 are sick of staying in the house <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 well, um, I will link the uh, epi- the link to the first episode in the show notes. But um, so this might be a little out of context for a lot of people. But uh, first question I have for you in this fun question section is uh, favorite memory in your professional tenure. Uh, well, let's see. The last time I remember when you asked us, of course, it was kind of easy winning a national championship uh, and all and and also seeing our volleyball team advance to the final sites in the, in the national tournament. Um, but uh, the more I think about it and stuff, the thing I did, my favorite memories and honestly, are just the anymore are just the interactions I get to have and, and getting to know our student athletes and to really kind of, I don't know, see the, um, I don't know, impact that the work that I do and my, my staff does mm-hmm. has on them. And that really showed this past, this past year, the last thing we got to do was actually go and cover our basketball teams at the national tournament before that got shut down. And as still the postseason awards still came out and stuff and the things we put out uh just i got a number of comments from especially our well from both teams the men's and women's basketball teams just thanking us for the what we did and for our coverage and 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 it was one of the and it was also neat when i did 
re received the conference SID of the year award this year. Uh, the first people to respond to it when I shared it on my Twitter account were student athletes. And mm -hmm. that means more to me than the actual award. Perfect. Um, what about on the other side? What's your biggest horror story? <sighs> if you have one. Well, of course, there was a time with the first football game where the, the try, my very first football game where we had the, the issue with the stats and we just couldn't get stat crew. Uh, we were all new to everything and just and pretty much the entire game was put in the first quarter. We couldn't figure out how to change quarters. But um, horror stories, I don't know. I Anymore, I try not to – uh, dwell on negative situations. I try That's to. Right. I just try to roll. I mean, yeah, we have quirky, quirky things happen, like the the things with the stats. We've had things where uh, one time, right before this was in the middle of a basketball doubleheader, we had a power surge right at the start of the men's game, and it shut my laptop down, our stat laptop down. It just went. Poof. And it was five minutes later before we could even get it going. And we were like, so five minutes of the game already gone. We're just like, oh, crap. Well, we, and so just kind of like, well, we're just going to have to stat this game and get you the stats tomorrow. Stat this game by film and get into tomorrow. Cause just because uh, we were so taken aback by I mean, it just, I just, I don't know what exactly happened at our uh, uh, scores table, but we got a power surge or something and it just shut our laptop down and mm -hmm. it was the strangest thing. Um, but I don't know. We've had, uh, had some strange and bad things happen, but I don't know. I try not, again, I try not to really dwell on them. I just tried to, okay, how, what can we do to make it better? And to get past, and to move past this, mm -hmm. uh, to either resolve it. I mean, because I don't know, and the so uh, I don't necessarily have a, a horror story. <laughs> That's fine. I understand. I understand the mindset. Um, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? <sighs> I just. I guess probably the most common answer is the is graphic design and social media stuff uh, just because that's where a lot of our profession sits and it grows and and um, uh, I saw somebody tweeted not long ago something about like they spent all this time, and they finally figured think they figured out something in, uh, in uh, like doing video or whatnot, and they're just like, they're like, oh gosh, that's great, but oh no, what's this? I need to learn. So, um, I don't know. I just like to continue improve in those two areas. And the big thing is is just trying to better figure out and understand our audience on social media. What do they want? What do they need? I mean, and how 
to better engage them and stuff. Uh, uh, I don't know. Sometimes it the it's and it's an inexact science. The things you think are just no big deal makes a big hits a home run, and the thing that you pour your heart and soul in, thinking it's going to be the greatest thing ever, and it just kind of falls flat. So it flops. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, next time somebody is in the uh, Corbin, Kentucky area, what's your restaurant or bar recommendation? Uh, I have, let's see, definitely have to recommend the Wrigley. Uh, other than the fact that it's named the Wrigley, and I love the Cubs, so that's that fits. But no, the, it's a. Uh, uh, bar and restaurant in downtown Corbin. They, uh, uh, they have great, great food. Um, uh, I mean, they, they, they do farm to table food and stuff. They have like some of the best burgers. Uh, they even have, they even do these, fix these Brussels sprouts that are really good. And I, yes, I did say Brussels sprouts that are really good. Uh, okay. And, uh, but, uh, they're, and also, but, on the other traditional side, they've got some um, uh, amazing fries and whatnot. I mean, it's really good food. And then they've got uh, uh, some of the probably the best craft beer selection around. So, uh, I mean, and, and they rotate it regularly. Uh, I think they usually have somewhere between 30 to 50 different. Uh, beers on tap so that you can and like i said they rotate and stuff so that's uh, uh yeah it's it's a it's well worth the stop yeah it sounds like it david's a beer guy so you, you've, you've talked him into it um if anybody wanted to get in t- contact with you wanted to follow up with you what would be the best way to do it uh easiest way is probably on twitter uh at Jay Stansel, just my name. Uh, uh, or they can uh, email me at the letter J Stansel at unionky.edu, either way. Uh, but those are, of course, you can find me on Facebook. I'm going to hook up there. But Twitter's definitely where I stay a lot of times. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, Jay, thank you very much for coming on again. It's been almost 100 episodes. Uh, we all really do appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me.